one moment. Let us praise the Lord. Let us pray. This building tonight, if you would raise your hands and praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. Just a moment. We want to pray for this boy. Lord Jesus, take this brother in your lap. Take him in your arm. Let him lean upon you. Let him trust you. Let him believe you. Touch his heart with the fire of God. Touch his heart with the Holy Spirit. Fill his body with the power and love of God. And may his message reach to the lost in this world. Lord, let that message go up and down the aisle and in between all the benches. Every sinner that's in this house tonight, we pray, Lord, that you may get a touch, that the hand of God may touch you. Bless this boy, we pray. As he preaches tonight, we humbly beg you in Jesus' name. Amen. touch with the Heavenly Father before I stepped out of this stand it would be too late now yes, right. but I have felt the necessity 
years ago of depending on this Savior of mine. As we go through, through life, down life's pathway, we find different experiences in life. And one of the great and the first experiences that we find in life a lot of times is we can't depend on man. Man will fail. And we can't put our trust and our confidence in man. If we seek popularity of a certain group, and that group loses their popularity, we'll lose our popularity along with it. But if we're popular with God, we put our full trust in Him, no matter what comes or goes, we're still popular with God. If we seek the praise of men, we do not have the approval of God. But if we have the approval of God and don't have the approval of men, we're still rich, we still have honor, and we still have glory. So it's the best thing in life to please God. To see to it that our peace calling and election sure is with God. We might achieve many things in this life. And we might attain to high political offices in this life. We could even be president of the United States. We could be the richest man in the world. But if we didn't have Jesus Christ in our life, we'd be poor. But if we was the poorest man in this world or the poorest person in this world and had Jesus Christ in our, in our life and in our heart, we'd be rich. Calamity is coming down the road and every sinner is on its way to calamity tonight. Great calamity meets and awaits every sinner that's on his faithless earth tonight. If he don't change. But God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son yes, that whosoever would believe in the Son wouldn't perish but have everlasting, everlasting life. life. Us as human beings have the greatest opportunity, the greatest privilege that anything God created on this earth. Yes. We have a greater form of communication. Yes, we, do. we have more intelligence. God gave it to us. And he expects us to use it to his honor and glory. Yes, right. Tonight I'm going to try, by the help of the Lord, to try to show every sinner in this house that they are doomed to a burning hell That's except right. they repent. That's right. But I won't try to show you that if you see the error of your ways and you repent, that God will own you as his child. And every evil and mean and bad thing that you've ever done, God will separate it as far as the east is from the west from you, and God will never remember it against you anymore. There's two classes and kinds of people in this world. There's children of the devil, and there's children of God. Of, of God. Tonight, God wants us to be one or the other. God don't want us to be lukewarm. If we're, he would that we was cold or hot. But if we're lukewarm, if we're a spent straddler, it makes him sick and he'll spew us out of his mouth. So tonight, let's come clean with God. Unless if we've got anything against our fellow man in this life, or right now tonight, let's make it right. Let's make it right. When my father, before my father left this world, just a few seconds before he left this world, he, everybody in this world before he died, that he thought had a little bit all against him or he had all against them, he went and straightened it up. 
He was a man. It takes a man to do that. As we go through life, there's a lot of misunderstandings that we might have with one another. But let's be men and women and straighten it up so we won't have that on our conscience. But my father, just a few seconds before he died, he told me, he said, Horace, I haven't got anything to worry about. I haven't got anybody I've got to go apologize to. I made all that right. And my praying's all done and I'm ready to go. As soon as he got that out of his mouth, the death angel came and bore him away over to the portals of glory. I seen when the spirit took its flight and it, I know I couldn't see all the way to heaven, but I'm sure it landed him safe on the other side. That's the experience we can have. I've seen other people that passed away from this world. Their body was wrecked with pain and they uh, was young. They had a lot of things planned in their life. But they told me just a few hours before they died, he was a healthy man. He was a, one of the best friends I ever had in the world. He was a good, healthy man. His name was Gordon Clark. He was a healthy man, a strong man. And this terrible disease of leukemia seized his body. The doctor told him, you just got a few more days to live. Anything that you have to fix right, your business or anything, you better get it right because you got to leave here. The man lost weight, was skin and bones. His temperature was high and he knew it any minute. He was going to depart this earth. He told me, Horace, he said, I've never seen such a pretty picture as I see. This picture that I see far surpasses anything I've ever seen before. And I want to tell you everything's all right. That's the kind of experience that you can have. And that's the kind of experience that God will give you if you come to him and seek him. You know, I was thinking about, as I was standing here, looking over this vast congregation of people, tonight, you have plenty of help. Plenty of help here is to help you. Plenty of help. And there's sufficient help to help you over and help you find the Lord tonight. We had a little incident happened in our place not very long ago. Some of the young men... Down there is building a huge apartment complex. And Brother Philip Murphy was one of the partners in it. And they've cleared out all in the site where the building, all that's cleared out. But all around on the edges, they've still left the trees. And Brother Philip Murphy was going down the main road over by the project. He saw a little flickering light over there in one of the buildings. Just a little flickering light was night. He got over there right quick. They had a telephone there in the trailer that they used for the office. He immediately called the fire department. And just a little bit, the fire department was there. Fire engines, firemen. But it was too late. After they got there, in just a few minutes, the whole building collapsed and it was gone. Help was there. Help was called for, but it was too late. Sufficient help was there, but it was too late. Too late. My friend, there's coming a time in life if we don't make it right, it'll be too late. Fire devoured the building. Nothing you could do. Plenty of water on the place. Two large fire hydrants was right there. Five trucks were there with all their equipment, all their holes, and a lot of them had brand new holes. 
plenty of help was there, but it was too late. Fire, fire had devoured it before the help came, and help was called for too late. My friend, it's a sad thing for it to be too late. It can be too late. Right. We can put it off, put it off, put it off, and it will be too late. Now, on the other hand, just like I told you, we can get right. And when this death angel comes and it bears us away on his wings of love over there to that resting place where God fixed for us, it's a wonderful feeling. And I was thinking about Father's house. There's a place to stay. You wander away from Father's house and you'll get into trouble. Young man, young lady, if you wander away from Father's house, if you get away from God, you'll get into trouble. And sometimes trouble comes in just a short time. Then at some time, trouble don't come to the very end. Man don't come to poverty sometime in his lifetime. He seems to be getting along good. But if his soul is not saved, he will have to bow his knee. But it can be too late. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. But a lot of times it's too late. So while we're here tonight, while we're on praying terms, while we have sanctified people here with us, if we're not saved tonight, let's get on praying terms with God and let's come to Him before it's too late. I read in the Old Testament scripture about two brothers. Abraham and his brother. His brother passed away and he left a young boy there. And so Abraham took this young boy Lot in his house. Abraham was a well-established businessman. Already in business, he had plenty of cattle, he had plenty of sheep. He had anything that a young man would desire to make him happy as far as temporal things was concerned. And this boy's father died, and Abraham loved this nephew so well, he took him in his house with him. Wasn't long before this nephew Lot was a rich man. He had employees of his own. He didn't have to work. He had herdsmen to take care of the herd that he had, his cattle and his sheep. And pretty soon, there was jealousy. There was things arose among the herdsmen. And Abraham found out about it. And he said, you're my flesh and blood. and Don't let this come in between us. And it looks like that our herdsmen can't get along. And it looks like that's best for you and I to separate. Now you take whichever way you want to go. And you take your first choice. And Lot took his first choice. He left Abraham's house. He left where the blessings of God was. And he got into trouble. And he lost everything he had. Barely did escape himself out of the city. Took his two daughters out with him. His wife come. And he even lost his wife before he got out very far. And tonight is the same way. If we wander away from God, calamity is sure to come. Calamity is sure to come if we wander away from God. 
but there is a resting place. And if we come to the Lord and come to Him in the right and acceptable manner, He will accept us. And uh, I was supposed to put a little shortening in this thing tonight. You know, uh, it's uh, people uh, say that uh, I got a some way about me that I take up a little bit too much time and I'm supposed to put a little shortening in it and uh, I want to hurry up and get through but I don't want to quit till I did do get through and whenever I'm through I want to quit you know our trouble is a lot of times uh, we're finished but we don't quit so I want God to, to shower his blessings on me I want God to put his words through this mouth of mine and all the honor all the glory and everything that can come from this heart of mine and from these words of mine it is going to my heavenly father the word tells me and I believe it without me you can do nothing I believe that without me you can do nothing so I ask God to please help me to let him lead my life I can't tell him what to do I don't know more than he does he knows a whole lot more than me so therefore I'm willing to take his advice and it says here a certain and he said a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give me the portion of goods that falls to me and he divided unto him his living and not many days after the younger son gathered all gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living now this is a sad picture that's starting off with it's sad at the first but it has a happy ending and that's what I like it shows you the bad part of it but it don't leave you in that place at the end of this chapter it's going to show you something good it's going to bring you a wonderful feeling. It's going to bring you such a good feeling when you read about this young boy. This I had two sons myself. And two sons are close to you. And it would have broke my heart. It would have broke my heart if my young son would have come to me and said, Daddy, I'm tired living at your house. I'm tired living here. The way you tell me And what you tell me to do, you tell me to come home at night before the wee hours of morning. And you tell me not to smoke cigarettes. You tell me not to drink intoxicating liquors. And you tell me not to go to wild parties. Daddy, I'm tired of hearing all that. All I want out of you is your money. What little bit I won't get, give it to me. I want to leave. I'm tired of this place. I don't want to listen to you any longer. Yeah. That would have broke my heart. Yeah. Wouldn't it, George? Yeah. Wouldn't that have broke your heart? Yeah. But the old father yeah. said, Son, if that's what it takes to please you, and I'm causing you such a hard time around here, and you're not happy, all I can do is tell you you're doing the wrong thing. But just take this and go. The boy packed up, got everything he had, and packed up. Started off down. Father watched this young, foolish son walking down the road. Jesus tells us about this. Jesus telling about this. Jesus tells us about this. Yeah. But. The father gave him what he had. He gave the, both sons, gave the elders his part. 
Give this young foolish boy his part. That's right. He did. Didn't show no difference. So this boy gathered up all he had. Started off down the road. Yeah, started on his journey. Gathered up all he had. Started off. Leaving Father's house. Would never find another place like that in the world. If he'd have went from the east to the west, north to south, he would have never found a place as good as Father's house. He would have never found a place as good as Father's house. But sometimes people have to suffer. Yeah. Yes, they do. Some people have to go far away. And this young man did. Spent everything he had in riotous living. Spent all the money that he had. Money will buy you food, but money won't buy you an appetite. No. No. Money will buy you medicine, but money won't buy you health. Money will buy you many a thing. But the most important things in life, the most needful things in life can't be purchased with money. Money cannot buy your home in heaven. You can't buy your way in. No matter, you might give everything you got to feed the poor. You might give your body to be burned. Without the love of God in your heart, you won't make it. Money... Is an answer to a lot of things in this world. But the most important things in life don't come through money. It comes direct from heaven. And every perfect and precious gift cometh from above. And from the Father of lights, in whom is no variance, neither shadow of turning. So this young man, he went off and he spent what he had, left Father's house, didn't want to have nothing else to do with it. And he wasted what he had. Yeah, wasted. wasted it and rotted slip. He did. Didn't buy anything that was worthwhile. No. He threw it away. Yeah. He wasted everything he had in rotted living. Right. Yeah, hunting for a good time. He became a bad sinner boy. He became a bad sinner boy. But father's house. The doors were still wide open. Yes, there was. Father's house, the doors were still wide open. And when he had spent all, there rose a mighty famine in the land. He began to be in want. Calamity. This man began to be in want. This man faced starvation. He didn't have clothes to wear. This man was in bad shape because of his foolish ideas and wants. A rebellious boy. But he began to be in want and went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. Didn't go down to some physician, some high-class person, Get room and board in some mansion. Because he didn't have any money. That's all he had depended on. But he went and joined himself to a landowner of that land. And he was willing to do anything to try to get something to eat. And this man said, well, 
Tell you what you do. About the only thing I got that I think would suit you would go down there and feed the pigs. That's what he did. Sent him in his field to feed swine. And he would have vain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave to it. He had this feed for these pigs. He could give it to them. He was so hungry, he said, I wish that I could have some of that. I don't know what he had to eat. But the pig's food was too good. They told him you couldn't have that. He wished for it and would like to have some of that. He was so hungry, some of that feed he was feeding the pigs. He said, I believe that I could eat that. I'm so hungry. He was getting in bad shape. And the man that he worked for said, you can't have that. No man would even give that to him. Calamity had befallen. He was in great distress. Now, he was having a hard time. Yes, he was. And when he came to himself, that picture changed. Yeah. 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 Right he got convicted. Yeah. Right. God got to talking to him. Other things got out of his mind. That riotous living and that money and, and all them big times he had, he forgot about that. His mind got kind of clear. His mind wasn't all cluttered up. But when he came to himself, come to his senses, saw his situation, he began to do something about it. Sincerity is good. And coming to himself and his sense was good. But sincerity is not all there is to it. You can be sincere and still be lost. You got to do something about this thing besides being sincere. When we was in Wilmington, North Carolina, there was a lady or a person at the hospital was in need of blood very bad. At that time, they didn't have these vacuum bottles that to take this blood out of all your veins with. They had one of these machines. And they take the patient and they take the one that's given the blood and one gets on one side of the machine, one gets on the other. This machine has got a little motor in it and it was electrically operated and on one side pulls the blood out, on the other side it puts it in. The people had connected this machine many and many a time. And they were sincere. But they hooked the machine up backwards. And as soon as they started to draw the blood from this young soldier boy, the machine was hooked up backwards. And instead of drawing the blood out, it pushed air in his veins. And as soon as that air got in there, that boy died right then. Sincere, but sincerely wrong. Baal's prophets were sincere, but they were sincerely wrong. Right. 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 We got to be more than sincere. Right. Except a man be born again, he can't That's see the right. kingdom of God. Right. 
sincerity and being born again goes together. Yeah. But you can't just be sincere. You've got to be born again. Right so when this young man came to himself, just a few more minutes, please. And uh, when this young man came to himself, he said, how many hard servants, how many hard servants of my father have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. Look what I left. I was over there in my father's house and he had servants to do the work. I didn't even have to work. But over there in my father's house, the hard servants that he has has getting along better than me. He came to his sense. He came to himself. And he said, how many hard servants had my father and they have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise. Be a man. This young boy had went away from father's house and he wanted to go back. He had already asked his father for his inheritance. He had already acted in such a way that his father knew he wasn't satisfied there. The boy knew all that. But he came to himself and he realized what a shape he was in. What a wonderful time they was having over there in father's house. How much they had to eat. How much bread they had. I perished with hunger. So he came to himself and says, I will arise and go to my father's house and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Yes. And I'm no word, more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Come in humble way. A broken spirit and a contrite heart God don't never despise. He will honor a broken spirit and a contrite heart. No matter who the one to know as far he's gone astray. If you come home tonight, the Father will, re- will accept you. And he arose came to his father but when he was a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him what a wonderful meeting that was young man Young lady, Jesus is comparing this scripture to God right. and somebody that's far, far off. Right. God takes the extreme cases to illustrate his power. Yes. You might not have gone as far as this young man went, but if you're away from father's house, this young man went miles and miles and miles and miles away from father's house. He went to a far country. Yes. But if you feel like that you haven't went that far and you're still down the road just a little ways, but you're away from Father's house, Father is looking down the road to see you. And his doors is open. And this young man, when he was a great way off, his father saw him. The father had wanted him to come back every day since he left. And he was looking for him. He was trying to bring him back. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him. He ran out there 
and kissed him. And he fell on his neck. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no worthy, more worthy to be called thy son. We've got to get in that place. We've got to get humble. But the father said unto his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the feathered calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. He was expecting this young boy back. He was expecting this young boy back. He had a special fatted calf out there ready for him. They had been pouring the feed to this calf out there in the stall. That was a corn-fed beef. And the father was waiting on him. And when his servant, when his son come in, he said, Servant, go get the best you got. Kill it. Bring it in here and let's have a feast. This boy's been off so long, he needs some new clothes. Put shoes on his feet. Fix him up. Let's be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again and was lost in his pound and they began to be married. We have some wonderful physicians in this land. We can kind of boast up down there where we live, you know, about the medical science and the great medical centers and the great doctors that we have around Charleston. Uh, we can kind of boast about that, the way they can take kidneys out and different organs of the body and transplant it and put it in its headlines in the paper. Dr. Arthur Williams has just transplanted a kidney and all that, you know, it's headlines in the paper and, and we know him and he, and uh, he, his, we've had him as our physician, and we, we can boast of that. That boy down there in Charleston, they can take him, take one organ out of one person and put it in another and, and uh, make him like a new man. We can boast of that. But we're telling you about Jesus Christ tonight. God, the Heavenly Father, can take and raise you from the dead. We haven't never had anybody do that. We've had some great doctors down there, and they did some great miracles, but... This God that we're talking about can raise you from the dead and give you eternal life that you will never die anymore. People are seeking long life. They're seeking different things in this life. But we're telling you that this boy right here, Jesus Christ himself, told us about it, that this boy was away off from God and he was lost and he was dead and God got a hold of him and brought him back and raised him from the dead. You know what this is, a, this is an illustration that uh, we can just, we just know how it was back in those days, you know. Back in this days when this Jesus was telling us about this, there wasn't communication like we got today. There wasn't any communication like we got today. Mail two or three times a day. Teletype, telephone, television, radio, all kind of communication. And you can get in touch with somebody quick. But this boy was lost. This boy was lost, but he is found. So tonight, we're here to tell you that we're here to rejoice with you. If you're lost, if you're away from Father's house, tonight is the time to come. Don't put it off no longer. Stand up and be a man and say, I'll meet my father over in heaven. I'll meet my mother over in heaven. I'll meet my grandfather over in heaven. 
Any loved one you have here and you're not prepared, let's get prepared tonight and all go home together. We're going to close this service with a prayer. Everybody stand and let's all unite in prayer. And come on up here and let's get in touch with God.